So before we get started this week, we wanted to take some time uh, to talk about Taylor Hawkins. Uh, This week marks one year since Taylor Hawkins passed away at the age of 50 on March 25th, 2022. And um, it's been been a year, certainly. And, you know, thinking about Taylor, um, you know, we all think of him very often and we miss him a lot. And... It's one of those things, um, I think in the last year, uh, so many people around the world, uh, ourselves included, have you know taken a lot of time to remember him and honor him and just honor his legacy. Um, such a larger than life figure um, that you know we miss all the time and hard to believe you know it's already been a year since he's passed away. Yeah, Taylor, he was uh, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 21. It eight studio albums with the Foo Fighters, and obviously his time before with Alanis Morissette. Um, he's definitely cemented in the rock and roll world, and for good reason. Um, I've seen the we've seen the Foo Fighters a few times, saw the tribute show, and um, you know that band. To me, that band it was Dave Grohl at first, but then it really was Dave and Taylor. So um, they always went hand in hand, and they would they would lead the. You know, they would lead together every night, which I always loved. Like when bands, like it wasn't just it wasn't just Dave Grohl as big of an icon as he is. It was always him and Taylor, and they were so close and friends. And I think that's what always gets me with uh, this one is not only his talent, but just how close um, they all were and how much of a family that band was, and their their families as well. So that's always the tougher. Um, that's a tough thing to think about. Like he was only 50 years old and had kids and, and was so close to uh, the people and, and the band. So um, it is a tough one. It's tough to come back uh, each year and think about it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, you know, he's never far from our thoughts and I'm looking forward to the ways, uh, you know, the Foo Fighters have a lot of shows planned, uh, you know, for this mm-hmm. summer at different festivals and whatnot. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, those shows serving as a continuation of, I think, what started at the tribute shows is just a way to remember him and, and feel close to him through his music. And I mean, that's the thing that all great musicians do. I mean, we most fans of Taylor Hawkins didn't know him personally, but there's just that way that, you know, art intercedes in a weird way and it makes you feel like you know these people and they give so much to you through their talents and just through who they are. And and Taylor, you know, did that better than almost anybody. Um, you know, I always just think of that smile that he always had, you know, in the back and forth on stage and just how funny and how nice of a person he seemed to be. Um, and, you know, moving forward, certainly this week, as it marks one year since his death, um, you know, in, in all the ensuing weeks, you know, we honor him by listening to his music, sharing stories of shows that we went to where we saw him, um, sharing memories that we have with the music that he made and just playing it loudly. I think that's, uh, you know, that's what it's the best way to do it. And um, yeah, hard to believe uh, it's already been a year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we obviously we went to the, the show this past um, fall. I want to ask you, Chris, what, what do you remember most from the um, from that show in, in regards to Taylor and how it, you know, how it brought up memories or what was, what kind of like felt, what can you remember from that, uh, to honor him? I, guess. I, I just think it was the sincerity of everybody who was playing that night, uh, at the tribute show at the, at the forum in Los Angeles, in, in Los Angeles in, uh, September of 2022, just the sincerity and just how, um, 
open everybody was and just how i don't know there's you get that feeling whenever someone passes away that was a gem of a person you can hear how special of a person they were in the way that the people who knew him or him or her spoke about that person and you felt that all night long um the way they were singing the way they were playing the way they were talking and and commemorating uh you know his legacy and, and who he was um, I'll never forget that feeling. Uh, you know, it's you don't feel that way for everybody uh, when somebody passes away, but certainly, you know, for all six hours, I felt that way. And you know, the people around us, everybody had a story. Everybody had a Taylor story, um, and that's not that's not a given. Um, you know, you live your life, and hopefully, you can impact people in a positive way along the way. And and Taylor did that night in and night out, and and he did that every single time somebody you know, pressed play on a Foo Fighters song. So yeah. uh, what a legacy he leaves behind and, you know, he'll never be forgotten, certainly. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I always remember just how together that crowd felt, obviously. Um, I was next to three of, three of my best friends. I felt really special to be, because that's how I always, always picture this one is like, I, I was... I, you know Taylor and, and Dave together, like I said before. So I was next to three of my best friends seeing this, and if it was very real to think like if I were to lose somebody that I'm with, how how difficult that would be. Past the music side of it, um, and I just I love the way that everybody played, and it really felt like no one wanted to leave. I mean, it was it was over six hours, and it really felt like we were just going to keep going. So um i don't don't think anybody wanted to leave they just wanted to if we could still be playing now you know they would be in a way so it was uh it was a special night just full of um emotion and like i said there was a few songs where you could really feel um you could really feel it and uh it it will be very special I'm, i'm i'm happy that he had such a i feel like it was it did it it did the it did it all justice like it was a very good um tribute to him and, and everything and like you said everybody that spoke was uh very sincere so it was special absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more it was it was really special so you know as we continue this week and as the 25th draws closer in all days to come you know we we play his music loudly and, and we share the stories because that's it's the best way to keep him alive and uh you know that is that is what we will do so miss you taylor Yep, Taylor, we miss you. Keep rocking in heaven, and we'll see you soon. It's finally here, Chris. Episode 104 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway. We have Chris Salona here. And this is a special one. This is the two-year anniversary of the pod. Um, We've talked about it probably to, I don't know, annoying, uh, to an annoying level. Um, But we're here. And this is our two-year straight second year in a row straight i can't talk right now but that's all right you don't have to yeah two years of the podcast uh, two years one, of the podcast no 104 episodes that's 52 weeks times two um two whole entire godforsaken years in the rear view mirror <laughs> of doing this podcast uh what what a joy <laughs> yeah awesome. what a joy. this is this is awesome this is cool 
Um, there's a lot to be proud of here. Um, it's just kind of cool. You know, it sounds so lame. It's, it is really, it is cool to look back and see a body of work. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm man. stoked. Man, hopefully this takes off some pressure moving forward now that we've made it. It's like, you know, yeah, exactly. we, we hung around long enough. You're not a true podcaster until you do 104 weeks in a row. So we've finally done that. Hopefully we get some sort of, uh, you know how like like YouTube, when you reach like a subscriber number, like YouTube sends you one of those plaques, like a platinum plaque or a gold plaque. Somebody, yeah. I, I kind of want a plaque. Yeah. I need, I need something, uh, something well, to feel, it's, it's, feel alive, I'm, you know? I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought up the YouTube actually, because I was just looking. I'm gonna make sure that it didn't change anything We've from yesterday. We've almost got a thousand subscribers. We have 992 subscribers. So yeah, if you're listening, go and subscribe to the YouTube. Be Please. our thousandth subscriber. Yes. Um, let's get over the hump. Yeah, I think it's perfect that our two year coincides with our one thousandth subscriber on youtube that's pretty Absolutely. big right that's, that, that's hard to get cool. subscribers on youtube I, I have isn't no it? idea if it's hard to get uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know it's been hard for us <laughs> apparently yeah, it's been a grind it's been a labor of love not only that though ethan um over on spotify we are closing in on five thousand podcast show followers we're at like four thousand nine hundred and twenty um, wow. So, so if you're listening right now on Spotify, pause the episode. You don't even need to pause it. Pause it. Go. Yeah, you can do it all in ready. real time. All right. Yeah. Click. All right. You're going to click the follow on, in three, two, one. Click. Do it. Do boom. it now. Right do now. Do it now. And I think we're going to be at 5,000 next week. Set if you guys all do this right now, we're going to do it. So even if you aren't listening on Spotify, just go over there and do it and just... You know, sometimes you just got to, you know, if you're not going to listen to it, at least follow us. Something well, like that's that. the thing. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. You just have to, you just have to do something. I mean, it doesn't yep. take much time. Passive and, support. Just follow. Yes, exactly. I love, I love passively supporting things or only yes. supporting, only supporting things when it's convenient. Um, like, yeah. Like World Cup. Love doing yeah. that every four years. Yeah. It's great. March Madness right now. March it's Madness. Solid, um, solid. People love doing that with politics. I mean, it's great. There's so many oh, things yeah. that you can dedicate yourself to entirely for a one to two week span. Chameleon. And then forget just about cha- it. Just change skins exactly. and be, be all in. Fit in. <laughs> you, you just put the word out that you're back up and then you just you just let it roll. Um, that's what you have it's to like do. It's like when the, like this year when the Phillies made the World Series, it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, all the Phillies fans, you know, Phillies popping. And it's like, everybody was <laughs> Dude, so mad. So They're like, where so are these people? Through you, uh, obviously, you're from Eastern Pennsylvania. And through my time going to school in Pittsburgh, you meet a lot of people that are from Eastern Pennsylvania. And like, they've had some success with sports um, the last few years. You know, the Phillies, the Eagles, obviously, uh, winning a Super Bowl and then going to another one. Um, Sixers been okay. It's so funny. Like they all come out of the woodwork. Like when I, you got to. <laughs> I haven't heard these people talk about any of this shit until they make the dance. And the next thing you know, everybody's uh, everybody's an Eagles fan. Um, it's yeah. tough work growing up in New England when all of your teams are good all the time. You yeah, know, there's no t- you can't take a breath. You just got to keep rolling, just like the Grunge Bible podcast, <laughs> just like us. Grunge yeah, rock. <laughs> exactly grunge oh, so uh rock. yeah this is um this is episode 104 uh how are you doing today ethan Shall i'm doing I, good this is uh friend. probably one of the later di- later times that we've recorded an episode this is oh, yeah. saturday yeah we're staying up so late to we... get the paper done the night before it's due yeah yeah so i feel good though i feel i've yeah i feel really good got a good day ahead of me 
first preseason comp of the year, so pretty excited nice. about that. Javelin season can the, start now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I it never really stops. but It never stops, but now it, it does start. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't stop, but it does start and restart and stuff. So yeah, uh, that's exciting. pretty. That's really exciting. That's um, cool. The weather, like we're mid-March, so the weather is slowly, slowly getting more consistent. The, the mm-hmm. sun is now up. Nice. Out longer at night, you know, oh, yeah. daylight savings. So that's huge. I'm a huge so, fan. Yeah, man, I'm I'm doing really good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's funny. Uh, the I can't remember. I think it was last week we did the Q&A and, and somebody asked us our thoughts on tax evasion. Um, mm. You know, well, wouldn't you have it? Uh, yesterday I went and got my taxes done and I, I did not evade any tax. Um, I reported all of my taxable income. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's like it's like what they said in the Alice in Chains song, we pay our debt sometime and you have to. Yeah. It's just something you have to do. But otherwise, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Like, you know, there's just something about that, that like weird little dopamine response you get when the weather warms up. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're firing back up, starting to starting to get out a little more. It's good. Uh, well, that that just made me sound like I was a hermit in the winter. No, th- this winter really wasn't wasn't that bad. But uh, I'm winter good, went man. fast. Yeah, dude, the winter the winter flew by, which is good. Um, and we just keep on rolling. I'm excited for spring and summer. I'm excited to plan some cool stuff. Uh, we gotta we gotta plan to get together at some point yeah. and uh, let it rip. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, but this week um, for this episode, you know, this we've done this from time to time, but there's no better time in the present to pause for some gratitude you know that yeah. this is this is two years and i think at the beginning of the episode you, you just mentioned something about like it's cool or like a cool aspect of it but like yeah man like i think it's just cool that the people listen to us um i don't i don't really <laughs> really know why at points um but we're, i'm just it's really cool um lately the last couple of weeks i mean we've been we have been doing this a long time but it's just cool We've been getting a lot of people that just message us or support us or become a patron uh, or buy stickers or just leave a comment. And I don't know. I've always appreciated it. But just lately, it's been I've taken more time to kind of pause and just read the words that people send us and think about the actions that people are doing to support us. And it's really cool. It's it's humbling. And I'm just happy to mm-hmm. have to still be here to do it. Um yeah, it's, as it's I get cool. as, as I get uh, older, you know, I'm, I'm 28, and but as I get older, and you know, high school is farther away, college is farther away, and and um, you know, you listen to music that really takes you back to those moments, you know, and and it, it only really it sets it sets in more and more the farther you get away and the older you feel, mm-hmm. and um, I can totally understand how this page, like maybe like seven years ago, we had we didn't really understand what type of no, like memories were being, uh, you know, brought up for people that find this stuff when it was, mm-hmm. you know, fairly maybe new to the Instagram and like this stuff wasn't, it, you know, that was a total different social media world back when we yeah. started all this. So, you know, I was thinking about it and like, I totally understand where um, people get really excited, like, and they have told us like we had Mark, we went and did at home with Mark and he was like, you know, I'd seen that stuff like it pop up on my feed. It really does like bring a bright light to my day and um i thought about that and i was like you know he's right i mean it probably it it really does elicit some great memories and that's really that's really valuable um to a lot of people it's valuable to me when it happens when i can you know have some have those memories pop up so um 
Yeah, it's really cool. There's there's always there's still value in what we do, and that's that's pretty um, cool to think about. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's a special feeling to feel like you're playing a part um, in that community, and 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 to be that serve that role for people um, to help them remember things or get them to re you know remember things that they had forgotten or songs they had forgotten or shows. Yeah. Um, it's always so cool. You post a you post a, a a video from a show, and people are like, "I was there. It was yeah X well, Y Z, and like it was this day, and I was doing this. I went with this person. Those memories are really cool, and it's important to carry those forward. Um, you know, as you as you get older. Yeah. Have you um have you ever went back? So well, I know you didn't go start doing much many concerts until like four years ago or so. Yeah. So do you have any like from way back when you're younger that you feel like you could, you know, go on YouTube and search like there was I was just listening to Dirty Heads more this weekend and I saw the front bombs we're going to get into. We both saw a concert this week that we need to address. And um, but I was and I actually I haven't done it yet for the the front bombs, but I want to go back and look up shows in like 2013 and and be like, I was there. You know what I mean? I can look like 10 years ago, like saw some Mm -hmm. stuff and like I can really actually say like. Oh, I remember this. This is a year, the summer between high school and college, and like mm-hmm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I haven't done it yet because I was, I was doing much of other stuff, but I was, I was just thinking about. I was like, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there are some videos of these, and there's always something out yeah, there. Yeah, I've, I've done that with a couple of shows. Um, obviously, the Pearl Jam shows I've done that for, um, since there's always a lot of live video from that. Um, I also did that. I saw Tom Petty in 2017. I've, I've watched, um, some videos from that. Um. The specific shows are escaping me, but last year afterwards, I would go and look. I think I, I went to a car seat headrest concert, and somebody put the whole concert up. So like that was pretty cool. Um, kind of related to that, something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, and it's funny you strike gold, but I went back and I watched the um, the show that Pearl Jam played the day I was born, um, mm. September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. They're playing somewhere in New York. Um, and it was cool just to watch that set. Um, I'll watch it periodically, but just kind of one of those things. Um, yeah. Obviously, not a memory that I have, but just a cool little significance, uh, bit yeah. of significance. So, yeah. What do you uh, have? Have you gone back and uh, and looked? Not quite. I think I'm gonna. But also, like, I have some video from. Yeah, I have my own. Right. Exactly. I have yeah. I have some videos from these old shows and like some really old stuff and like. I texted you and I told you about this idea, but I kind of want to dump them all on YouTube somewhere because maybe somebody out there is looking for, looking for what we have, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, some old archive yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so I've been thinking about that a lot. It is, it's cool to kind of like taking taking videos at concerts. So, what do you think about taking videos at concerts, Chris? So, um, it all it all depends. I think if you're if you're taking videos at concerts and you're not getting in the way of anybody, like you're not sticking your phone up above everybody so they can't see. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you put it like in front. I was like, where else are you going to stick it if it's not have above? a ball? Well, like you can put it in front of your frame so that someone behind you is not going to be um, their view is not going to be obstructed. Um, I mean, if you're not negatively impacting anybody else's experience around you, I mean, go ahead, like do what you want. Um, I mean, you, you never know like why people are recording. Like I always have this thought, you know, cause people will um, make wisecracks about people recording, but who's to say this person isn't recording a show to go back to a hospital and show their dying brother or something that loved that artist. I mean, you never, you never know. You never um, know. So huh? I, my thing is like, you, you can totally do it and not, um, 
not be a detriment to the other people's experiences around you. So I, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I know I don't like to, I really don't like to record too, too much of a show. Cause I just like to stand there and experience it. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird feeling when Ethan, when you and I will go see um, performers or bands that have an importance to the page or their grunge or grunge adjacent, I kind of feel like it's it's a job that I have to record and to get like a good video or a good picture to post. And it's kind of stressful. <laughs> so it's like I just try to do it early, get it out of the way and just enjoy enjoy the rest mm-hmm. of the show. I, I don't like to um, take too many videos. And uh, for my own personal Instagram stories, you got to let the people know you're at the show. So you, I usually you do. I take one video and and I post it and you got to let them know, you know, because there's so much clout to be gained um, on social (laughs) media. So um, people are definitely going to think you're cooler uh, because you went to a a live music concert. But what is, what is your opinion? I I think you're, you're a more prodigious video taker um, than I am. I think it shows. Um, I, 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 it depends on the show. How many times I've seen it. It totally depends on the show. Yeah. And um, I mean, I was against, I would say against it, but for a while, yeah, I was I was always really entrenched in everything going on. But mm-hmm. um, I do, and en- I feel like I've moved in. Like I do enjoy sometimes. Like I like people say you don't go back and watch them, but mm-hmm. not that's not completely true because I do kind of go back and when I'm when I'm looking through the albums, like I'll click on it and in some video from you know 2015 Cuyahoga Falls and the Foo Fighters, and I, I watch it and I'm like, damn, I remember this, like we were way back in a huge amphitheater. So it kind of makes more sense. And yeah, you're being, yeah. you know, in the middle of it, but, um, I enjoy it. It's, 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 you don't want to like record too, too much, but also like, um, you know, I don't know. Anything can happen during the show. So it's, it's kind of fun to kind of yeah. fun to be ready, but yeah. and, and I, I totally, it all depends. It all depends yeah. on the show and the and atmosphere. You, you, you have those purists too. They're like, wow, dare you take any, any video or or pictures, but it's the same concept. Um, I think something that people do, um, and, and I'm, I'm, uh, certainly guilty of this and because you never know what's going to happen, but something I never feel like I take enough pictures with friends of mine and and people that I love, like you never take enough pictures and, you know, we all, we all have our, our final day and, and there's, different things that you can do to to remember people and certainly i think pictures are really important and i think that applies for important memories or important concerts or fun nights too it's cool you know to snap a snap a quick video and and it'll pop up years later in your phone or in your instagram archive and yeah it just um it's just another way to remember it so I, i i think it's cool to do um and yeah, it's just it's just something you know, it's something for you or for other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's um, it's it's fun to commemorate things that have an impact on you. So, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with it at all. I, I like to do it. I, I certainly I, I go back and look at some of uh, some of the videos. I I've got them from damn near every show that I've gone to. So yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it. I was to say I like when. Now, I haven't been to a show where maybe you'd apply, but like if I'm seeing a friend or somebody that, you know, obviously is on stage and can't record, like I feel like I want to record it and then, you know, I can give it to them and be like, here. And then right. they're usually really thankful. Like if I was ever performing or even competing or something like, 
mm-hmm. having those videos, you're always like, thank you very much. Like now I, I have this as, like, yes. yeah, as the person. Cool. So it's good. I love sharing those with, with people, if not like mm-hmm. any, anything else. So I agree 100%. Um, and and that's, uh, that has a lot of parallels for us too in athletics uh, with throwing the javelin or, or weightlifting or powerlifting or something. You know, when you set... When you have a momentous uh, performance or so, you you want you want video, you want pictures of it. It's, oh, yeah. it's just it's just cool to have. So, um, and I always like to um, with Grunge Bible on the Instagram page. I always like to post pictures or a video from stuff that I don't think a lot of the people that follow the page would be listening to if I go to a show. Um, you know, you tag the artist so they can explore more if they like what they hear, like what they, you know, what what they're hearing. So. Um, you know, it's always it always serves a cool purpose, and and we're in a cool spot to do that uh, because of everybody that chooses to support us. And uh, uh, nice, uh, you know, two years right here, and uh, we've been <laughs> we've been pushing it off. We haven't thanked anybody, thanked the patrons yet. Um, we certainly wouldn't have gotten through one year or one month uh, without the support of everybody that has chosen to be a sustaining member on Patreon. Um, if you are interested, if the heavens are speaking to you, and you decide from that intercession that you want to support us, um, just go to the show notes, uh, patreon.com. That link is there. You can support us by giving us $2, $5 or $10 per month. Um, all of that money goes to making this podcast happen. Um, we have bills to pay. We have producers that we need to pay. Um, we have equipment that we need to purchase. Um, we have equipment that we haven't been able to purchase yet, much to the chagrin of our previously mentioned producer. Um, so every little bit helps, and it allows us to continue to do this show and hopefully do some cool things with it. So as we like to do, um, we would like to thank our top-level Patreon supporters for the extra special and awesome commitment that they make to us each month by giving us $10 of their hard-earned money. So I would like to thank... Christine Shepard, Corden Stewart, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Shoe the Shoeless, Marianne, Laura Nyreen, The Blue Owl, Alexis Shannon, Black Hole Sean, Alex Long, Millie, Nikki Six, Rachel Corning, Brother Nature, Captain Hightop, Kara Kay, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Doug Endy, Chris LSMS, Carlene Salona, Jamie Lynn, Jade Mercado, Granny Grunge, Faith Bittner, Fuck Soup, and Fresh Tendonitis. So... That group, those names that I just read, they're the real MVPs of the Grunge Bible podcast because we could have all of the show ideas that we want. We could have all of the natural or acquired talent at this that we may or may not have, um, but none of that would matter you know, if people didn't support us and help to make this happen. So on this second anniversary of the Grunge Bible podcast, we are uh, exceptionally mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah. Yes, we are very grateful. And we are excited to see that grow in the future. So, absolutely. Talking to you out there, listening, Johnny. Exactly. Yeah, we're talking to you, uh, Phyllis, if you're out there. Yeah. Uh, whoever's out there is not not paying the piper. Got to pay the yeah. piper. But, Ethan, there's music to discuss. There's a lot of shit going on. Not only is it the two year anniversary of the Grunge Bible podcast, but as we sit here today to record this, um, it is March 18th. Do you know what March 18th is? I'm, I swear to God, everything's just falling into place. Let me tell you what um, March 18th is. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, March go ahead. 18th is Jerry Cantrell's birthday. Oh it is my the, gosh, It's let's the go. birthday of the Riff Lord, um, the king, 
just the Colossus, this the is, man himself. Yeah, we're this recording this on Jack Cantrell's birthday. Yeah, yeah, born March 18th, 1966, Jerry Fulton Cantrell Jr. Um, Jerry's just a real guy. Dude, he's, he's just a, a, real, he's a real fucking guy. And this, he's just real. Yeah, and, and this falls perfectly because this past week, <laughs> I saw him live again. <laughs> you the were Brighton back, tour, dude. The, second, the Brighton Tour part the yeah, second part leg. Two, the second domestic leg of the Brighton tour sped through Providence, Rhode Island on March 14th at the Strand Ballroom uh, in Providence. That's my town. So, you know, I was going to be there. And man, it's just so it was the second time I saw Jerry. Um, I've never seen him with Alice in Chains. I've just I saw the first uh, Brighton show uh, last spring in Boston. And I saw him again. So it was a different experience seeing him for the second time because it wasn't this, uh, you know, I'd seen him before. So it's not that it's not that level of specialness or not special in that way. But it was just really cool to stand there and be like, this guy is this guy's really cool. Yeah. Like it's and it's it's such a weird experience for for me and, and for you too, um, running this page and posting, talking about these people all the time. And then boom, he's just right there in front of you playing those songs that you've posted hundreds of times. Um, he's, he's just a real good, he's a real dude. He's, he's fucking cool. Um, that was my biggest takeaway from him. Like this guy's just cool. (laughs) He's just really cool. Um, so how did it, how did it compare to the first one as far as set lists and whatnot? Did they play like, did they really mix it up? Yeah, there was some variation. I know the first time, um, I got Sea of Sorrow. Um, I think I got Rooster the first time and, there was some variation as well with I got some different songs from his solo catalog the first time, but this time um, I got check my brain um, whale and wasp and down in a hole uh, were a That's part of awesome. the set list, which was really cool. Um, I was lucky enough. I, I, I got there. The doors were at seven. So I was like, oh, I'll go like six forty five and just get in line. But the weather was awful. So not many people were in line and, and I went in, I, I, I checked my coat. I paid $3 to check my coat. I, I gave, I worth let them it. win. Yeah, it was, it was totally worth it. $3. And I went and got a beer, which was only $6, uh, which was great. Cause I'm used, you know, you normally pay $12 for a fucking beer at a, at a fucking show. Um, so that was great. I got my $6 beer and I went down and, and I got right up to the front. I wasn't sure because for the first time I saw him, I was, I was way up at the front. Um, so I wasn't sure what I wanted the tempo to be for the night, but I right. got there early. I, I got done with my day. I got home from the gym, showered. I was like, I was, I'll go check it out. Like if not, let's have a couple beers and just hang out. Um, but you know, the opportunity arose that I could be front and center for Jerry again. So, you know, when those, uh, when those windows are open, you, you get through them. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I stood there, um, thunder pussy opened and they were fucking cool. Um, yeah. really, really awesome. I, I've much to my own fault. I've neglected them for a long time. I haven't really taken a dive into their music, but they were, they were really awesome. I've been listening to them a lot this past week since the show. And, uh, Jerry, Jerry was, Jerry was just cool. Really, really yeah, cool. Dude. Just up there, just being it's Jerry, stoic. It's Jerry Cantrell. Yeah. And like, he's, he, he's still, he's working the crowd. He's nodding. Like, um, he threw a pick one time and I, I was watching, so Greg, I was right in front of Greg Pruchato and Jerry was uh, to Greg's left. So like I'm watching Greg and I didn't even realize it. Jerry threw a pick and he hit me in the face with this pick. 
I wasn't no paying attention. Yeah, I was standing there. I was watching Greg. Like Greg was right in front of me, and you know he was working the crowd. And all of a sudden, like I, I feel something hit me above my left eye, and I was like, Jerry Cantrell the- just threw a pick at my face. <laughs> I didn't, Maybe that was his way of saying, "Hey, kid, quit it." Like I know who yeah. you are. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you, kid. Um, yeah, that's man. awesome. Did you yeah, dude, keep it? Was, it? was it on? No, did someone so, else grab so, it? So, so the pick hit me. I got one last year, and it hit me. And before I had a chance to like react to it. It fell to the ground. I don't know what happened to it, but I didn't really feel the need to try to scoop it up because I got one last year. I'll let other people get some Jerry Cantrell guitar picks. Um, but yeah, man, it was really cool. I was, and it's always funny. Like you post, I posted after the show. Obviously, I had to post wood. Um, you know, after the bridge, when uh, you know, in this case, Greg comes through and you know hits the end of the flood again to take us home and hit the tail end of Jerry's solo. Posted that, posted some video. Uh, Gil Sharon, the drummer, commented on it, which was cool. Um, yeah, Greg we made Pichotto. some waves with the band. Yeah, man. Greg uh, Greg shared a couple of the, the posts and uh, followed us. Uh, yep. You know, he decided to join, <laughs> join the Grunge Bible. Um, so that's another added layer of responsibility. We cannot upset these people who choose to right. follow us, who are public no, figures. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was really cool. Um, it's, uh, I would, you know, if Jerry Cantrell came through my town every year, I would go every year and try to be in the yeah. front every year. It's just one of those things you have to do um, and you never regret it. Um, so I'm really happy. I got to enjoy a really fun night with, uh, you know, one of my music idols for sure. And it's cool. You just hear the stories people are telling before the show. Like a couple of people behind me, they were like, like this man tonight is the reason why I started playing guitar back when mm. I was 15 and I'm 42 now, um, like he changed my life. And that's not, that's not a unique story. Everybody like he, you, he's inspired so many people. Um, so it's really cool just to get people together and, you know, sing some of our favorite songs with, you know, with yeah. one of our favorite musicians. Yeah. With them backing, uh, backing us, backing up our vocals <laughs> Yeah, man. as we yell was, from the crowd. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really, really happy cool. for you. Yeah. I'm happy. That's, that's, I love, um, I think, I mean, I'd like to see Allison change as a band too, but seeing Jerry as, as the, like, as the guy, I mean, Dude, obviously, it's so cool. Cause like Alice, like they play bigger venues. Like you can't get that, you can't get that close yeah. for, I mean, I paid, I think my ticket was like 60 bucks. So like you go, like, I mean, like I, like I said earlier, like where else can you get five feet away from this dude and watch him play, um, you know, for, not, for, not. for 60 bucks. It's yeah. really, really, really special. Um, and especially with this genre, I mean, we've lost so many great musicians. I know we opened this episode talking about Taylor Hawkins and, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death and, um, and Lane, Lane yeah. Staley's death and, and Sean Smith's death. And Sean I mean, Smith. unfortunately the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, the fact that like the grunge and grunge related calendar is so laden with anniversaries of people's deaths. I mean, that's all the motivation and all the kick in the pants that you should need to get out and see your favorite musicians because, you know, time and and the world has been cruel to musicians, certainly in this genre. So go out and see him. And Jerry's mm-hmm. got a couple of he's got some some gigs left on this tour. So. You gotta yeah. get out and see it. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing too um, that doesn't fit my schedule um, to see him during this tour, which is upsetting. Or I'd, I'd try and go see again. I, he needs to come to Birmingham. I need something easy. Exactly. Um, 
So, but yeah, go out and see Jerry. Follow the Brighton tour. We're going to be giving updates as we did <laughs> yeah. last year. We're yeah, going to be giving updates the again. Back together. <laughs> the gang is back. Our, our favorite segment, the Brighton t- following the Brighton tour, is back. Yeah, the update. Um, I was able to see a show this past weekend as well, and it was it was yeah, also it was, it was very special. Um, so I went. I'm in Birmingham, and I drove about five and a half hours to Asheville, North Carolina. To go to the Gray Eagle and see a late show of Brian Sella. And Brian is the lead singer to The Front Bottoms, um, one of my favorite bands of all time. And I got to go yeah. with good friend Andrew. We went up, we camped halfway there. We went and saw the show. After the show at 12 o'clock, we drove an hour and set up camp. And like, so we, we and the, the ticket was $20 plus a $5 fee. So it was $25. We split gas and, um, you know, camped out. So we we effectively, other than like a, we ate, we got food like twice. But if you just do mm. gas and ticket and housing, we both spent like eighty five bucks. So and we went five hours away you from here. You so, can't get better than that. Yeah. So incredible experience. Um, like I said, he went on around ten thirty, and he played twenty four songs. And it was this. He has like a five leg tour. Or it's like five venues in the south that I think. My guess, and somebody said this, and it makes sense. They're doing a Talent of the Hawk anniversary tour that I believe you have tickets to. I have a ticket to, yeah. Which is really cool. And I think maybe maybe they did this because uh, he came out here because um, a lot of the shows are in the Northeast and way up there. So maybe this is just like uh, for the people that aren't going to be able to be at that. But this was really cool. This is his first, as far as I know, his first solo um, tour. First time he went out there it was just him playing acoustic guitar and taking requests interacting with the crowd a ton and it was it felt so you know intimate as they say like it was just he was singing we were singing we were singing back and forth we were singing together to each other it was like it felt everybody everybody knew all of these lyrics and it just felt different than um a lot of the shows i've been to where people sing along like it felt like there was so much emotion coming out and it was phenomenal i was so glad i was there it was hard not to take some video because i was like this just seems so special like i don't know what i don't know what this is going to feel like in 10 years or how everything's Mm going to play out like you know and as i was saying that to some people i was like dude we don't we don't know this could be like you know this could be you know something tragic happens or something i was like i don't know this just feels really special so i wanted to get a few videos and i did and it was it was just phenomenal it was such a good time um, yeah, dude, I, that's that's one that's so cool. And I mean, you've gotten me into the front bottoms. I mean, your your fandom and your passion for them is is directly impacted me, and they've become one of my favorites certainly in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and it's it's cool, just like the uh, the family tree that music fandom has, and you know, you you in a way you manufacture experiences for other people. But that's one you got to take some video at something like that, because like you said, down the road, it's, it's something special. And it's weird too. Like you can, you can experience a special show, like the one, like, like the Brian Sella show that you just saw, and you could share the video with other people and other people can glean from the video that was special, but they'll never know that exact feeling because they weren't in the room. And it's just something cool, you know, for your perspective, it's like, you've got this memento memento from this experience um and you know it's just for you and 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 you're one of the only ones who gets it since there weren't many people in the room and yeah. it's something oh, it was such you know, a small venue something that just it was, close yeah yeah 
Yeah, it was great. Really, I'll definitely really be really special. Again, like you said, if he ever comes through, like I mean, I was always like that, but I f- feel like the last two shows that I've been to, last three this year, because I've seen them now. I saw them in September with you, mm-hmm. then in, I guess, I don't know when it was, November maybe, and here in Birmingham, and then I saw them again. So it's been each time, just I just keep falling more in love with what what they do on stage and stuff. So. Oh yeah, I'm pretty pumped up. It was great. I needed it. It was like it was a really special outing um, mm-hmm. to do something like that to just go get out there on the road. So yeah. it's good. It's 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 fun to travel to something like that. It's it's like yeah. th- it's a three hour two or two or three hour event that you're going to, and there's like a buy in. You got to put some skin in the game to get there. You got to take some time. You got to travel a little yeah. bit. You got to maybe move your schedule around. But that yeah. totally makes it worth it. Um, and those, that's like the coolest way to make memories when you can do mm-hmm. something like that. And 100%. it's funny, like this upcoming week, I'm, I'm doing something similar. Um, one of my best friends, uh, who is also, he's a patron, uh, he's, he's got some skin in the game with the grunge Bible podcast, but, um, we, he loves the wonder years, um, who we've spoken about on this show before. Um, and same thing in the way that you introduced me to the front bottoms, he got me into the wonder years and they're yeah. coming to our region. So we're going back to back nights. We're going to shows. Um, you know, we're going in Rhode Island. I'm in Rhode Island. So we're driving over to, um, Connecticut one night. And then the next night they're playing in Portland, Maine. And we're, we're just going to go to both of them. I'm taking, yeah. taking a day out of work. I'm going to go, you know, spend some time amazing. with one of my, one of my best friends seeing, you know, one of, one of our favorite bands and, and the band that, you know, we have certainly bonded the most over. It's, it's cool to make memories like that. And, and, it, you know, when you look back on your, yeah, man, I'm, it's going to be, that's going to yeah. be great. That's, that's so much fun. Two in a row. That That's going to be, that'd be I've really never cool done to that see the difference. Yeah, You got to do something. You got to bring something and try to stand out in the crowd. Like if you had a, the same sign at two shows in a row in two different cities, you know, he might, he might notice or something. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that it, we're, we're people that make signs for shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never made a sign for a concert. No. I made signs for sports games when I was little, but, uh, nice. No, uh, no, no concert signs. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I'll just wear, I'll just wear my bumble hat that I normally wear. Um, right. Oh, that was another thing for the show. This is kind of, kind of funny. He had a moment where, uh, somebody wanted him to wear their hat. They're like cowboy hat. So he put on, (laughs) so he put the hat on and then somebody else like threw another hat up there and then he like put that on. So then all of a sudden everybody started throwing hats hats. (laughs) and I was like way back there and I was like, I was like, yeah, fuck it. So I took my hat and I threw it. And I put too much wrist on it. I tried to like throw it like a tomahawk, like, a fr- like yeah, yeah, like a frisbee. And I put too much wrist on it. Just cut to the right, nailed somebody in the face. Um, oh, they, it's like they Jerry Cantrell threw a yeah. pick at me. You threw a hat like, at somebody. I was like, damn. And I'm back there. I was like, damn. I just threw my hat. Like <laughs> I just threw it into the crowd. Like I didn't even. Um, and he put like a, <laughs> he put a bunch on. He's like, and then of course he's like, obviously you can get your hats back at the end. And at the end, sure enough. Uh, the one kid who was just standing there, he's like, hat, hat, and he threw it to me. So it was all good. I was glad Dude, I did it. He didn't, you just, sometimes you just got to have that faith that things oh, will yeah. come back to you. Even if and it didn't, happened, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, you know, yeah, it up to the game. Yeah, price you pay. You know, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I lost my Bumble hat like three times at concerts. and it's, It comes back. Know, yeah. It's like, like what Neil that's Young so said, true. a coin that gets tossed rolling home to you. Um, sometimes that's just the way that it works out. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, 
really excited for shows. It's it's one of those things. I went to a lot of shows last year and I was kind of kind of tired of it at the end. I was like, oh man, like I like, gotta go to this other one and stand like, up. And I, you you take like a couple of months off in the winter time because not not really any shows around that you want to go see. And once you start getting your toes back in the water, you remember how to swim and. Well, the oh, tough man, part is beautiful. when you go to shows that you maybe aren't super excited for mm-hmm. and you don't know, because those can drain you if you yeah, are not careful. You. If you yeah. go to a show that you're like not really, it's just the music you're not really into and or the crowd and stuff. So, yeah. uh, but if you're going to the bands that you love, you, there's so much, I have so much stamina for going to Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good year. Um, I want to yep. hear uh, the listeners out there. I want to hear what shows you're going to be attending this year. So hit us up. Hit our line, send us a DM, send us an email, let us know what shows you will be at, and uh, maybe we'll see you there. Uh, maybe we'll we'll meet up with you at some some show here or there. It's funny, I posted the the Jerry Cantrell, the video from the, the show in Providence, and like there were like six or seven people that commented, like, oh my God, like you were there. And then somebody commented, they're like, that w- so that was you in the front. I was like, <laughs> I I'm, I'm upset that people are, people might notice me. That's bad. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's fun. Yeah. We had a lot of people who are like the audacity you had to go to this show and not let anybody know, you know, when you're, when you're such a, a highfalutin public figure, uh, you know, like, like us co-runners yeah. of the grunge Bible, sometimes you just want to be like everybody else and just enjoy a show. Yeah, the fact that people would come in and be like, that was you? Like, there's some recognition in the house. Like, yeah. that's pretty intense. It's, it's no good. You know, it is good. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're thankful for it. It's cool. Music's awesome. Um, it's great shit. So I think to wrap it up, we don't have, like I said, this episode is uh, just a little com- commemorative effort. and uh, An exercise about, in gratitude. An exercise in gratitude and talking about a few shows that we go to. We'll come back next week. Uh, swinging, but I believe we have some songs of the week. Do we want to do that, Chris? Yeah, we absolutely do have some songs of the week. Um, yeah, Ethan, I'm relying you want... on you to lead us off. Oh, I can always, I can always come up with some stuff. And I think actually, yeah, I got a good one. So, like I said, this past weekend, um, I listened to some Dirty Heads to get me back in the Dirty Head zone. A little bit because it was just I was just like man I was I was showing my buddy I was like dude I used to I was at good shows all the time I was like, these guys were like their sound early they've changed a lot but their sound early it was so it was very like rap reggae but in like a like a lot of rap and really heavy yeah and I was loving it and kind of recapping some of the shows we went to and went to a a show with Sublime in Rome and the Dirty Classic. Heads yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Sublime and Rome, and he and the guy I was talking I to had not. seen him. And uh, you know, Sublime is is an awesome band, and Rome is an incredible singer. And the fact that they came together and like it's one of those better team ups. And I love that they they call it Sublime with Rome. They kind of changed it. They have two separate. There's Sublime, and then there's this, and they're two separate right. projects. And it's the same members, you know, plus Rome, you know, minus Bradley, plus plus Rome, and. Um, it's so fun and island music and kind of reggae and like some really heavy, if you've ever been to a show that they play, like it is so loud and so deep in the bass and so much fun. So I brought back a lot of these memories and I've been listening to Sublime with Rome because they are, um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's re- they're really good and, and Rome has great lyrics and he can rap and he's really good. And so they had a song that came out, I guess 20, I'm not sure actually, maybe, tw- maybe it was 2015, maybe it was a little bit later. 
maybe 2013 to 2015. But the song is called Sirens, and it's Sublime with Rome featuring Dirty Heads. So the Duddy, uh, Jared and Duddy B both have both take a verse, and Sublime's rapping. They're all hanging out, and, and it is such a summer song. It's really big, and it comes in and out, and it's just like, it's so much fun. And it takes me back instantly to those summers and seeing them with my good friends and stuff. And it's just a great collaboration between the 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 group. And I believe um Rome actually just released an album with Duddy B, who is um, the guitarist in Dirty Heads and one of the rappers. So Jared Watson, he's the lead singer, and then Duddy B is the guitarist and, and sings like verse and whatnot. So him and Rome uh, released a released a kind of a reggae rock uh, small EP that's pretty cool. That's um, sweet. Yeah. So sirens. Featuring the Dirty Heads, um, it was a really good um, reminder, and it's a pretty fun song. So, especially with the nice. weather getting nice. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're warming up for sure. Um, that's a that's cool. I'm gonna have to check that one out, um, and I think it's going to fit like what you said, kind of warming up, getting getting a little nicer out. So, my song of the week, um, I'm going to pull from one of my recent experiences as well, um, from the show that I went to, although I'm, I'm not going to choose a Jerry Cantrell song. Um, I'm going to choose a Thunder Pussy song. It was really funny, like the, in, in the, in the days since the show, um, I've been talking to different people and they're like, Oh, how's the show? I was like, Oh man, like it was really cool. Jerry's is as great as ever. Um, and, and the opener was like really awesome and like, oh yeah, like who was the opener? And I was like, oh, they're, they're called thunder pussy. <laughs> People are like, I'm sorry, what? Um, but dude, right. like they're fucking awesome. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that my first kind of exposure to them was live. Um, what a treat it was. It was really cool. Um, for just kick-ass musicians, a lot of fun. So I'm going to choose their song, Never Know, um, to be my song of the week. Um, I'm really looking forward. They're, they're one of those, they're a band now that like if, if they're ever in my area again, or if they're not in my area, but I'm going to be in their area, like I will see them live. Like they're really cool. It's just this, it's, it's such a cool um, mix of like, it's, it kind of sounds like, like if, and this might upset some people, but it's like if Led Zeppelin were more badass <laughs> or more edgy, I don't know. Um, they're just really fucking cool. Um, and it was really fun. And it's one of those things you get to a show and it's like, all right, I have an hour and a half until the opener comes on. And then like, I hope the opener is good so it can tide me over the other 30 minutes. I have to wait till the headliner comes on. Yeah. And oh my God, like that, like Thunder Pussy came on and they played for an hour and like, I totally you almost forget that you're waiting for another band um, to show up. And it's, it's, there's this really cool moment too when you're an opener and the majority of the people in the crowd are not there to see you. And maybe the majority of people might not know your music. And it's just this cool moment at the beginning of the opener set where there's just that collective, let's see what you got. Um, and like, let's let's just see it and oh my yeah. god like right from the right from the beginning like they got everybody tuned in and everybody into it and that's a really really special thing and not everybody can do that you you can be great musicians and not be able to do that um yeah. or you can be like thunder pussy and be great musicians and be able to do that instantaneously um and it was just really really fun so i implore you to check their music out and uh go see them live if you can really cool yeah that's sick. Yeah, Definitely have to check them out. I'm excited too. 
Um, that's great. Two great entries once again. I love Absolutely. this. I love, That's I just all love we this. do. Uh, yeah, I love this exercise. I was thinking about it. It's like current events. Like it's music current events for us. It's like what were you listening to in the last week? And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. When you give good rec- real time recommendations, like this is literally what we're listening to right now. This is what you know. This mm-hmm. is what we get get into. So exactly. uh, I think it's important. It totally is. So as this episode comes to a close, um, with it being our two-year anniversary, uh, 104 episodes, we do have a little treat for those Grunge Bible podcast faithful out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are very, very pleased to present you at this time a lovely curation of some of Grunge Bible's greatest podcast moments uh, spanning the last two years of podcasting. Yeah, we went back, took a few clips from episode one to 104. It's got the funny stuff, some good insights, got the guests, just a little montage of uh, what we've been up to. And, and Chris, it was it was really fun kind of pulling stuff and, and putting this together. Um, so I'm excited to think, you know, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good looking back and like these collages and shit. It makes you feel good. So yeah. this was, this is cool. I'm glad to be able to present it and, uh. I could do, it would be kind of cool to do a whole episode of all of the things just mashed together of our best parts, but yeah. that's, that's not easy to do. <laughs> no, it's not it's easy. It's a to lot do. of time in Especially there. Especially as, as a person who does not produce or edit this show, it does not sound like an easy thing to do. Um, but no, this, this is cool. And, and hopefully, you know, if you've listened to the show for a while, you might remember listening to some of these. And if you laughed at it then or found it insightful, uh, or entertaining then hopefully you find it entertaining now but uh, always cool uh, to look back uh, you know but I'm the same time I'm, I'm looking forward to everything uh, that is to come for the grunge bible podcast yep absolutely so so with that being said please enjoy and we will see you guys same place same time next week right on rock and roll podcast episode one is officially a go who would have thought? Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I would not have thought this. <laughs> not me. And I'm currently training for a marathon. So uh, who knows if that's going to happen. Um, and Ethan, as, as you know, uh, April 5th was the day that Kurt Cobain passed away in 1994. Dude, what are the odds that person's actual name is released, though? <laughs> that's a good point i guess we ju- we're jumping to conclusions yeah, dude but it's good i work in the tree uh the tree service business so um well it's not good two episode streak with our shirts off very important that's, bi- that's big news Back don't even Ethan. don't even get me started on yeah, airlines we can't we can't <laughs> let them win we've been we, we've had the wool pulled over our eyes one too many times when it comes to these airlines those people i mean you, they were inspired by them let the kids make music for god's sake i mean 10 by Pearl Jam was one of the other, you know, few CDs that I had. And uh, Chris, it's Halloween weekend. It's getting a little spooky around these parts. Tad Doyle's the kind of guy that you call if you have to move a safe or if you have to move a couch or if you have to move some, you know, some heavy, heavy operating equipment like a washing machine or something like he's. I, you know, when Alice in, Ch- came, Alice in Chains came out with that first record and the song, I, you know, Man in the Box and It Ain't Like That. Mm-hmm. So to this day, It Ain't Like That is to me the greatest stripper song of all times. Like I play it for all my stripper friends. And I don't pretend, I don't have a story. It's like, oh, I was listening to my brother's basement or my sister's basement. It's like the radio and MTV dictated my musical appetite. And then if I sought out other things, it was all still because of that. Well, fuck you and here's to me.
Cheers, brother. You, you grow as a musician, you know, you're this young punk kid and you just want to play as hard and as fast as you can. Where it's like, you can't get one for under like $1,600. I was going to say, like, Holy what's this cow. thing going for? It's, it's way up there. I am fantastic as well. I got a traffic infraction ticket. As we like to say, you know, rock and roll, guys. Oh, hell yeah, rock, hey, and rock and roll. Are you talking about V-neck? <laughs> Not V-neck, no, it was... Um... <laughs> I used that out a deep V-neck. Yo, you yeah. do that shit? I do that shit too. Let's do this shit. Yeah, like, we're like together? It. We're doing this together right now? Yeah, yeah right now? I'm gonna do this right here. Successful Los Angeles producer, engineer telling you, no good mics, no new cameras. You hear that, Drewby do? <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, that weed whacker in the back? Keep it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Turn in. it Keep up. Keep it in. That, turn up that's the weed Philly. whacker, Drew. That's Philly, baby. You know, you know, it's like they say in Always Sunny. We have our ways, and we're dug in, and we're not changing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We need the weed whackers all day long. <laughs>